Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, 843-17 before 9. I love talking to Joe Geruso, New Orleans City Council member, because I think, like me, he likes to get problems solved. He doesn't care for a lot of falderal or um, hizula. I just made that word up, Joe. Um, he just wants to get the. He just wants to get it fixed and have everybody happy and get everything working. Am I right, sir? That's exactly right. I maybe, don't like all the pomp and circumstance. I just want to get the problem solved. Maybe pragmatic might be a word. I don't know. But anyway, tell me about the Sewage and Water Board. What's going on with them? Well, the Sewage and Water Board, let's just take a step back. They've received a number of monies over the years. They had rate increases from 2012 through 2020 on both sewer and water. That went up 10% each year during those years. They have also received more money from fair share than they ever had in the past. And uh, I think the report, Tommy, back in 2012 was a result of the money they received uh, and going to receive for the next few years. That was going to be a little over half a billion dollars. So they have been receiving all of this money over a period of time, spanning administration. So it's not just this one, the past one as well. And now they want to come to the public and ask for what is, in their view, a very modest rate increase. And I think both what the OIG has said and what the council has said is two things. Number one, the billing has been a mess for six years. And again, that goes back for a long time. It precedes the current leadership there. But it's a problem. And it's so much so a problem that their account receivable have pretty much increased year over year. And I think, Tommy, it's around $135 million right now. So, number one, before you go seek a rate increase from the public, you're going to have to look at your own house and say, how much is good debt? How much is bad debt? What do we have? What can we collect? And then, really, what do we need to do to get the billing system back on track? Now, they'll say the smart metering is a solution to all their problems. I hope they're right about that. I hope that is the panacea, the silver bullet that is needed here. But the reality is we're still on the ground dealing with bad bills, as are they, on a regular basis. And the other piece of it is they're going to have to lay their books bare to show people this is how much money we have. This is what we spend our money on. This is what you're getting in return for that. And I don't think they've done those things. And so it's really hard, I think, to go to the public and either say we want a renewal of a millage, we want an extension of a millage, we want an extension of a fee without people feeling like they know what they have gotten for their money for over a period of time. And I think that's part of the reason that the entire city council and the OIG has said we need to press pause on talking about a sewer or a water increase until you get that information. Kassan Corban's going in a year five of his tenure. Um, he's been granted, granted one raise. Do you, do, do, um, how can I phrase this gently? I like him. I think he's a nice guy. Do you think 
he's done as much as he possibly could do with the Surgeon Water Board. Uh, going into five years down the line, is it as uh, improved as you would like to have seen it be improved? Well, is it as improved as I would like? No. Do I think Gasson has made changes that he deserves credit for? Yes. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Our power situation is in a, is in a better place than it was in 2017. Gasson has spent a lot of time with his team on working on that. And knock on wood, when the new substation comes in line, it replaces the turbines as the primary source of power and makes those secondary sources we'll be in a much better and far stronger and cleaner place than we ever were. The other thing Gasson's done under his time there is they've, they've valved off a significant part of the water line system mm-hmm. too. And candidly, Tommy, that's why we haven't seen as many bull water advisories over the last few years as we did before. So he and his team deserve a lot of credit for that. Does that also, With Joe, that, address the water that the hundreds of thousands of gallons, gallons of water that leak every day and then, kind of like erodes the uh, substructure, the roads and so forth? Have they taken some steps as far as that goes? They've taken some steps as far as that goes. Is there still too much product that's being lost, and do we know how much product is being lost? No. But has it improved that aspect of it? Yes. But then on the other side, and I think just to be fair, and I think we should be critical of, of everybody, myself included. And me? Uh, and everybody, sure. all of us. Absolutely. Nobody's perfect. Right, is the billing is the one issue that still sticks out like a sore thumb. And I know if you talk to Gasson and his team, they'll say the number of people are a problem, how bills are processed are a problem, how things work, civil service, all these other issues combine to, to make their lives more difficult. Understand all of it. The problem is it's been a pervasive issue. It's been there for six years. We're no further along today than we were a couple of years ago. And, and Tommy, and I say this all the time, I think people understand in New Orleans their street, their light, their pothole, their hydrant may not be as fixed as quickly as they want. But billing just seems to be one of those things that should be much easier to wrap your arms around and not only get right, but if it's wrong, rectify much faster than they're doing. Yeah, you know, I got other so stuff to, to talk to you about. And, Joe, I, I think I should have phrased the question differently. I should have said, how is he doing in terms of making inroads with the culture of the sewage and water board? That would have been a better way to phrase it, I think, because he he is up against it. I mean, that's a lot, a lot of years of doing things one way. That's right. I think he has made. I think he has made changes, particularly in his senior leadership. But you're right. I mean, he's inherited a system that has had decades of neglect. I heard him say early in my first term that 50 percent of all the water pipes in the city are 80 years or older. And that's four years ago. So think about how old the system he inherited, number one. And then number two, you have to have people who are properly motivated, who want to work hard, who want to do things the right way. And, And it's hard. You have new leadership that comes in and says, this is the way that we are going to do business. So I think he's trying to put different people in places. Another thing he deserves credit for is they've hired a chief audit officer to look at all of their books and to be able to explain more clearly what's happening on the billing side, what's happening there. So this is this is a really big ship, and it's been turned in a, in a wrong direction for decades and decades and decades, and he's trying to turn it around. 
Uh, let me talk about search for a new NOPD chief. The the contract now has been signed and let out, so now the IACP is engaging in the search for a new chief or identifying candidates? Well, it's no longer really allegedly on the cusp, so that's a good <laughs> thing, right? Uh, Joe with a callback to last week, allegedly uh, on the cusp. So uh, my wife gave me a hard time about that one. So Did I, I, I want to clarify. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 as you said, everybody, you got to take the credit. Sure, where absolutely. It's um, and, and yeah, Look, so it was Joe, you would rather have me messing things up here than at some air traffic control tower somewhere, wouldn't you? <laughs> I think the ironic part of all of it is we talked about it that morning, and I think literally by that afternoon it had been signed. So the answer is yes, the IACP contract has been signed. And so now it's the process of what do we do to go find the chief? What are the things that we want to do to make this as attractive as possible for a, a local and national search? Who are the people that are going to be engaged? Who are going to be people that IACP talks to, um, both locally and nationally? And I think, Tommy, the timeline is 15 to 17 weeks. And, and again, in talking with former administrations, they'll tell you that it, it probably will even take a little bit longer than that. I mean, in some cases, uh, the first candidate doesn't necessarily emerge from the first round. So I'm encouraged – the contract is signed. I look forward to seeing what the work is and how they engage both both people who are residents and also other stakeholders, and then how we start to put together a list of candidates who are viable. We only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, how concerned are you about the recall and the, uh, you know, inevitable litigation that's going to result in, in terms of either affecting this search or delaying it? Well, you have to acknowledge that it, it casts a pall over what's going on. Um, if you are any reasonable candidate who was looking at New Orleans either as a lateral move or as an upward move, and you're unsure about the status of the administration, then you're going to think long and hard about it. That's why I think two things. Number one, we have to make the salary as competitive as possible. Um, and then number two, and I think we can do this because they've done it at MSY, to offer the chief a contract. Mm -hmm. So whoever comes in knows that they have three years, whatever the right period of time is, and they survive a mayor or series of mayors. Final thoughts, Joe? We've got a lot of work to do. I think short-term rentals, Tommy, is mm -hmm. the thing we'll be focusing on for the next couple of weeks, and we'll get that wrapped up. and continue to do all of our other quality of life work. Rubik, uh, Rubik's Cube in and of itself. Thank you, sir. Joe Geruso, New Orleans City Council member. He mentioned uh, MSY, and I don't know if you heard, but according to the Airport Service Quality Awards, uh, New Orleans International Airport was recognized as one of the three best airports in North America for facilities with 5 to 15 million passengers. So credit where credit's due. Congratulations. 854, 6 till 9, traffic now, WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.